welcome to the Scottish podcast by Scottish people about Scottish things. We're three lifelong friends and displaced Scotsmen who get together to talk about our homeland, the weird stuff that happens there, and to remind us why we are the way we are. Welcome to This'll Do Nicely. Hello everybody and welcome to today's story with Rory. I am Rory and I am here wishing you all a happy Burns Night and especially a happy Burns Night to my friend and lifelong heterosexual partner, Christopher Irvin. No Johnny today, I'm afraid. Yeah, he's what he's traveling back from Scotland as we speak, yes. right? Isn't that yes. the Yeah. And exactly. he I didn't realise he was he's been in Scotland for uh, basically all months. of December and January. Yeah, yeah. It's Are we sure he doesn't live there? I'm now? I'm not I, I'm like I'm pretty certain he's bought a house there and he's waiting <laughs> until he's here with us both to tell us. Um Yeah. I think it makes sense because whenever he does come over to America, he seems to stay with you now. So yeah, I don't think yeah, he has a. Are we? Does uh, he have a place in New York? No, I can, don't think so. Can the can the readers go and confirm this? Can our NYC readers? <laughs> we must. Can we do a wellness check on Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> you really want the NYPD turning up to his door? No, no, <laughs> no, not the NYPD. But there must be, you know, a. What's the next next rung down of like concerned podcast listeners? Well, I, we I'm take... sure there's a I'm I'm sure there's a couple rungs actually between NYPD and concerned <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we listeners. can send a child protective services. Jane and I did adopt him, so mm, he is our child. Yeah. But he's 38. Like he should be emancipated from you guys now. I mean, this he's uh, <clears throat> physically 38, emotionally about seven. Spiritually, uh, I think about four thousand and three. So it's a complicated young man. <laughs> You're like a kung fu panda or something like that. Uh, happy Burns Night, Chris. Yeah, know. is it actually Burns Night right now it as is. we're recording? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, technically, we were discussing over WhatsApp that we should have recorded this last week and released it on the day, but that's, no, that's not the no. TDN way. Absolutely not. I have to say that I think we were. Um, I don't want to give him full credit, but I think we were somewhat uh, peer pressured into it by a, an incredibly desperate Facebook message from Josh, where he said, "You guys give me an episode, and he, and, and I'll give you stuff in return." And I forget exactly what the stuff was in return, but I think it was like human baby teeth, yeah, um, you... nuclear waste. And... <laughs> you refer to it as a bat signal. For us to record. I saw the, it as a cry for help. The batshit crazy signal. Yes. <laughs> Somebody needs to help that man. Uh, it was very funny, but again, it was the ramblings of a madman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think he's fine. I think he's yeah. fine. It's okay. Uh, I've been talking to him an awful lot about baseball recently. Oh, and he's, uh, he's he's a good egg. I'll, I'll give him up. I'll give him that. Who does he, who does he support? He's, he's a Houston Astros fan. Huh. Yeah, well, I think he's from there, as far right. as I know. So okay. I don't know. He makes fun of my taste in uh, both the Mets and Jets an awful lot. So that's that's fine. That's understandable and fair. That's, that's yeah. totally his right. Yes. Um, yeah. So, have you uh, have you what, have you got any kind of special food or drink there right now? It can again, Burns Night kind of crept up on me, so I don't really yeah, have anything it, Burns it always, centric. It always does. Well, I I was doing dry January um, mm. and I say was we it, it had like unexpectedly had our friend Hillary turn up the other day 
she was like driving her car up from Florida to New York and then phoned and was what? like, I'm, I'm in Maryland. Can I stay with you guys? I was like, okay, fine. So had to have some wine then. And now yeah. it's Burns night. So I'm having a whiskey. Um, How long did you go in dry January? That would have been until last week. So two and a half weeks. Pretty solid. It's pretty good. Yeah. I lasted until January 3rd. Yeah. Um, and I would I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was that and work. Yeah. Employ- yeah. Be, you know, just, <laughs> it was foolish. It was foolish. <laughs> it was completely pointless. Also, like, we, 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 we prepped and thought you know we can we can do this we've done it before we can try it before um i like non-alcoholic beer it's fine i found mm. some non-alcoholic gin and tonics gin and, i don't know why i said it like that gin and, gin <laughs> gin and, and tonics <laughs> but non-alcoholic wine is just terrible it is just it tastes like just grape juice that's gone off it's we, horrendous. We, I, I was in the supermarket the other day and bought what I think was like a non-alcoholic wine um, in like a fancy wine bottle. It was a bit fizzy and it was like grapeish flavored and it was just, it was just so sugary. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of set my teeth on edge. It was definitely gave you a buzz, but it was the wrong type. Yes. Yeah, I think that might be diabetes. <laughs> Either way, like dry January is just awful. Like I, it's so boring. I didn't get any <laughs> burst of I health change. Hate Jane because uh, <laughs> we don't have anything to drink. Right. Exactly. We uh, we talked about it the other day of like. Um, okay, we both have to agree that we will call each other out if we ever feel that we're going to develop a drinking problem because not being <laughs> able to drink is terrible. So we need to make sure that we never develop a drinking problem so that we can continue drinking for the rest of our lives. I think so long as you're a high-functioning uh, mm. drinker, alcoholic, whatever you want to call it, being Scottish, Lad. I think, is yeah. the actual term. Bloody legend. Then, then you're probably... <laughs> being, bloody... being a bloody bloke, mate. Yeah, I don't know. Um... And, you know, if you can't kind of... Uh, you, you you drink to suppress your feelings, the, the next best thing you could do is have a podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. But that was... Yeah, I, here we, so here we it are. was a good excuse to, to break January for a second time. Uh, it was Burns Night. Um, and so, yeah, I'm having, I'm drinking uh, Brewer Laddie, uh, the classic Laddie. Um, Brewer Laddie is the distillery, classic Laddie is the whiskey. It's very nice. It's very simple, very light uh, for those. Now, what, um, what, re- what region is that from? Ooh, excellent question. I think the Highlands, because it's, uh, I can, I'll pull it up. I actually think this bottle, I think Johnny actually gave this to me. Um, Hopefully Johnny's uh, gone through duty free and is bringing you a tasty treat on the way. Uh, oh, that'd be amazing! That's an excellent chart. Um, <coughs> no, it's an island. It's from Isley. Okay, um, but it's it's lovely. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I think Johnny brought it down the last time he visited as compensation for the twenty-seven times he's come and stayed with us. <laughs> um, Johnny, we, next time just bring just money, money. Just, be nice. Yeah, rent or, would be good. Yeah, <laughs> pay the mortgage. Jesus, 
Um, so yeah, I'm drinking that. Uh, how about yourself? Are you having anything? Yeah, I well, obviously, I'm not having whiskey uh, because I think it tastes like piss, and I hate it. Uh, so I no, I I I I was. You know what we're gonna do tonight, but just to spoiler alert for the the readers is to um, R- Rory and I are constructing our sort of uh, Burns Burns dinner with with guests. It's like that dinner party game that you play. But I did think of an alternative drink to offer to people because I'm a terrible planner. I didn't actually get it before <laughs> I got here. I'm just having some wine. Um, you can just pretend it's Scottish wine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> But if you don't like whiskey, I highly recommend a good old Hendrix gin and tonic. Um, the thing Hendrix is a is a Scottish product, and just rather than have it with lime, Hendrix uh, goes with cucumber, Ooh. and it's absolutely delicious. I do actually have a really pretentious recipe here for <laughs> for a Hendrix gin and tonic, and. You might think to yourself, hang on, a gin and tonic can't be that complicated. It's literally just two things with ice. Yeah. But I, was am, I, was thinking, here, Chris. I am here to tell you that there is more to it. Uh, if I can get my Google Doc to, to load up, then this recipe is just it's so, it's so pretentious. Um, the perfect Hendrix gin and tonic. Ingredients, for those keeping score at home, 50 milliliters of Hendrix gin, 150 milliliters of premium tonic water. Apparently, elderberry is preferred. Mm. Three fresh cucumber slices thinly cut. Optional, two large juniper berries, fresh rosemary sprig, and then high-quality ice cubes. So that's I don't know what crap ice cubes are. Fancy. Yeah, and I, it, the, the, hang on. Okay, hang on. you're not, not done, done yet? It's still going. Instructions, chill your glass, fill a highball glass with ice and let it sit for a minute or two. Swirl the ice around, chill the glass thoroughly, then discard the melted water. Mud, muddle, the cu- water. <laughs> muddle the cucumber. Gently muddle one cucumber slice in the bottom of the glass to release its subtle aroma. <laughs> this step is optional, but it adds a touch of cucumber essence to the drink. Add the cucumber gin and juniper really berries. Anything. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. Cucumber water from a spa? Uh, okay. You never had that? Uh, yeah, yeah, fair point. Okay. It's yeah. not a powerful taste. No, that's the point, though. It's supposed to kind of Subtle. lull you in. It's All like right. you're at a spa. You're enjoying yourself. I'm with you. Um, so after you put the gin in, guess what the next step is? You put the tonic in? <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's basically it. That's basically it. Now, my recipe for a gin and tonic would just be add as much gin as possible without being seen as a reprobate and then splash a tonic. Fill, fill the rest of it up with tonic. <laughs> and if you've got ice, fine. I did, because I don't really drink uh, gin that often or gin and tonics. Last time you were over, I, I made you a Johnny one. And I was like, Do I, what does it taste like? Is it good? I mean, is it good? you're just like... Yeah, it's it's gin and tonic. Like you can't. It's, fine. it's impossible to get this wrong. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I I mean, if gin is really the only spirit that I can. What? Well, no, sorry, that's not true. I, I vodka's fine. Um, gin, I like a good gin and tonic. Didn't we and, talk? In H- our, Hendrix is very good. Didn't we talk in our our, our um, inventions episode? Didn't we the Scots invent the gin and tonic as well? Uh yes, I think it was uh 
like a Scottish slightly doctor abroad or something. It was a slightly tenuous link. It was either a doctor or a soldier in India, I believe. Yeah, uh-huh. that um, sounds that very they, familiar. For some sort of refreshing nonsense, basically. Hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Gin and tonic, if you guys don't like whiskey out there, I'm not saying anything revelatory here. <laughs> Just you drink whatever you like. It's Burns Night. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we've, we've done, this is our third Burns Night episode. I think if you want the background to to Burns Night, to Robert Burns, go back to our, oh, it's going to be like our our episode from like 2021, maybe 2022, um, where we go through, I think, a bit of his life, his works, all that type of stuff, a bit of history on him in particular. And then we the our our following year we do the quote unquote live episode with a bunch of the readers um and we go through each stage of the burns night where you know we do the address the haggis the address the lassies um all that sort of thing there was a piper involved um it was a fun stressful episode but uh, it was very good um so if you want to kind of do, I guess, a virtual Burns Night, you're definitely welcome to go back and listen to that one. So this one is just a little bit like a good excuse for us to get back together and just, like Chris said, sort of we're bringing together with some guests, some music, all that type of stuff. I said that I wanted to have another live episode with all the readers and Rory <laughs> and Johnny said, absolutely not. I can't stand them. <laughs> You also said this like two days ago as well. <laughs> no, well, I did actually technically yeah, I challenge think you, mentioned you guys in our last ago. episode. Yeah. And Johnny, I believe, said, I never want to be on this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, right now, looking like the right decision. Yeah, he um, he he loves it. He just can't be bothered with the preparation. Um, yeah. Um, but look, anyway, Rory, I just to kick things off, I know that uh, there's lots of pomp and tradition, but... Mm. I actually, I actually have a message from Robert Burns. Jesus, did you yeah, have a I, seance? I don't know. This has been so it's kind of lost to history. One of the very earliest recordings. Um, wow! And so, so I've got it. Like I found VHS, it. Uh, yeah, and it, it's no, no, no. It was. It's on the internet now. This is. Right. You, you've probably right. you missed it. Uh, I'd imagine uh, I'm I'm in the news, so right, I yes, see a lot of this it. sort of stuff. Uh, but I, I thought I would play it to you right now to just kind of kick things off, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Okay, all right. Let me know if you can hear this because uh, it's it's on my phone, so it could be tricky. Hello, Robert Burns here, and good evening, fine <laughs> gentlemen of this will do nicely. My you may God. remember me from such poems as "To a Mouse" and or "Addressed to a Haggis." Maybe <laughs> such a song such as. Old Lang Syne. Uh, I just wanted to wish you guys a, a fine afternoon as you celebrate um, myself, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe you could delve into some of my lesser-known poems. Uh, one of my favorites in particular is Come Ready Me, uh, Me Dane. Uh, and, you know, just have a long, hard think about that as you eat uh, the delicious sausage and whiskey sauce uh, in celebration of me. So, good evening. I- so, yeah, there you go. I didn't That's Robert Burns. realize Robbie Burns had such a North American accent. Yeah, I know. I was as surprised as you are. Is that, is it like, that is the, that was the original Scottish accent. 
um, back in the day. It's, it's like when Daniel Day-Lewis, like if Daniel Day-Lewis was playing Robbie Burns, he'd be doing that accent because that is the historically accurate accent. It just happens to sound <laughs> a lot like a guy from... Yeah, just, yeah. There, there's... Yes, I think it. I think so. Yes, I think right. you're right. Right. I don't know if you know the comedian Shane Gillis, but he does a he does a bit when he's talking about how in the 1950s, people white people spoke like, "Ah, oh, here we go, see, we got those people <laughs> coming up," and he says that the day that that was knocked out of their voice was when Jackie Robinson first played a professional baseball game. It's <laughs> like, "Ah, oh, here we go, this uh, young color boy, Jackie Robinson, coming up, and let's see what he can do." And oh fuck, it's a home run! Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> And that's, he just knocks it right out of them. <laughs> so yeah, it's a similar thing. In old timey similar times, thing. Scottish people similar, sounded similar like thing. they were from middle America. I get it. Yeah. Get it. yeah. Wow. That's an incredible recording. You should probably tell people about that. Have you said yeah, it like the Burns Museum? Yeah. No, I sent it to Hamza, uh, right. the, our, right. the, fir- the current Scottish First Minister and old classmate. Obviously, we're LinkedIn buddies. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, but I weirdly Have haven't back? heard back from him. Oh, okay. Not yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. He's probably busy. Well, he's, I'm, I'm sure he's got tons of LinkedIn messages, so... He's probably at Burns Night right now. Uh, if only <laughs> he listened to that message, and it would be... He'd be the talk of the time. It really, <laughs> he really would. Um, so, yeah, like, I I don't know. I think that sets us up for a pretty good night. I love it. I mean, I'm excited. I can't believe we got Rabbi Burns himself. What are your thoughts yeah. on, like, Robert Burns versus Rabbi Burns? Like, I, uh, I, I don't know. I'm fairly agnostic towards it. I, I think, uh, Rabbi, he, I find it hard to believe that he went by Rabbi back in the day. I, I feel yeah. like that's kind of been, you it's know, been tutorized. It's, it's like Scotland, a little bit Scotland, um, like tartan biscuit tinning it. A little, bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I think Robert Burns is a very strong name. I, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if we need Rabbi. It's, I mean, it's called. It's almost like overcompensating. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we were seriously. We are very Scottish. Yeah, we don't call him. Yeah, Rabbi the Bruce, do we? Uh, no. And no, you we think don't. that's right. why it's to kind of differentiate between the two of Roberts? Uh, I no. No. no, I don't. I don't. I I think it's just revisionist history. Yeah, I just find myself whenever I'm googling, I am flip flopping between the two of them, and a lot of the time when I'm talking, and I was wondering if it's our, you know, posh private school education that gives us the Robert Burns versus Rabbi Burns, or if it is, I I do feel it's more probably revisionist history. Yeah, and I will say, and I might be mixing up Johnny's old dog with our with our old friend Jack. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Johnny's dog was called Rabbi. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. in my head, Rabbi is a great name is a great name for a dog. <laughs> Not a great name for a <laughs> national poet. That's I guess that's all I gotta say about it. I would I would mind a dog called Robert as well. Robert, come here. <laughs> Robert, so Robert, having, a, having a dog called um Jason or something <laughs> like that, just completely inappropriate. <laughs> Hello, Jason, I'm Greg stop the shitting dog. in the garden. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So, how, what do you want to do? How do you want to do this? Well, so I, I, I can go first. I think um, my my proposal for this, if if you guys have out there have ever played the the dinner party game, you know, you have like two or three guests that 
your 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 dream dinner party. So mm. that was my proposal for this. We have a dream burns night. Um, and my suggestion was that we we have two guests each, and one alive, one dead. Hopefully they're Scottish. Hopefully you've picked Scottish people. <laughs> you've not just done like well, obviously oh, Jesus, God, and just Barack uh, Obama. Vin Vin Diesel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then we can we can and, and I I've I've done a little bit of biographical uh, stuff on them. I tried to stay away from people that we've done episodes on before that. You know, if we were still really enthusiastic about doing this podcast, maybe we would do episodes on. <laughs> but this seems more of a sporadic venture these days. Uh, so do that, and then maybe pick a song or two, or a da- uh, uh, that we can listen to during our dinner, and maybe have a a Kaylee song as well. And I've I've also uh, picked out uh, some some food as well. So that's my that's my kind of contribution. I know that you told me that. You're just basically going to win this one. So. No, I. <laughs> you know, look, we'll see what you good. got. But... We've got this. It'll, it'll be fine. Let's let's okay. introduce our guests. Let's. Okay. Hark! Is that a knocking on the door? We should we should answer it. <laughs> yeah, I think our guests have arrived, Chris. We should get the door. <laughs> oh, hang on! I'm still making this uh, perfect gin and tonic. I'm going to be another 15 minutes. Chris, Chris, put your trousers on. When people people <laughs> are arrived, this doesn't make any sense. Just an apron doesn't cap it. You need to. I can see your bare arse. Come on. I can see your three bits of cucumber. <laughs> okay, right. fine. So I'm going to get the door. All so right. who, who do I find at the door? The first guest that I invited, this is uh, my my living guest, is Alan Cumming. Oh, the okay, sorry. I, uh, the key, the key, I've lost the keys. Uh, why did I put the deadbolt? This is... Why do you need the keys to get to get out of the house? What the hell? I I locked it. Safety first. Okay, I locked it. In Safety is... Trying to get in. Safety's um, no accident. Okay, I found there was any. In case there was any traitors trying to get. I don't Sorry. know why you never made it as a professional theater person. I didn't need to try. <laughs> At the very least, be on whose line? Sorry. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Done. All right. So my first guest is Alan Cumming, the uh, Scottish actor, and I. Incredible. I. Yeah, I th- I think my love for him has really been accentuated in the last sort of two to three years um, because I got very into the, the show The Good Wife quite late um, and it was one of those kind of binge binge shows. And then, I don't know if you've been watching it, Rory, but I The no. Traitors that's on Peacock right now is fantastic I and keep- he's the host. I keep meaning to to watch that just because he's in it. It looks. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't have any of the the background of any of the contestants that are on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't for most of them either. It's the it's slightly different. I've watched the UK one as well because that's on Peacock, and, mm-hmm. and UK is just all regular people. The first season of the US one is uh, half reality stars and half normal people. And then this season is is all reality, which I'm I'm not as wild about. But there's a few people in there I know. But there's quite a lot of like Real Housewives and stuff that I've just never heard of before. So, but anyway, coming as the host, so I've really kind of grown to uh, appreciate him because I feel he's in this kind of I can do whatever the fuck I want stage of his life, uh, and I gotta I gotta give full credit to him for that. But I I, I have a little bit of biographical detail about him here and. He's got a really interesting backstory. Yeah, that, his career is fascinating. 
It, it really is, and his 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 whole life is is fascinating anyway. But I'll I'll give you the the cliff notes. Um, so he was born in Aberfeldy in 1965, <laughs> and I would argue you might want to disagree with me, but I think he's one of Scotland's greatest acting exports. Uh, I would say, yeah, definitely top ten up there right now. Yeah. Um, his, his professional career took off in the 80s, uh, and he had a very good stage career, and he won a couple of Olivier awards. His his breakout over here came in 1998 when he portrayed the MC in the Broadway revival of Cabaret and he won a Tony Award mm. and that's kind of set him up for uh, who we know today. And I think, though, the one that you and I will remember the most is, for my money, he is part of still one of the greatest opening sequences of an action film of all time. Mm. Uh in Absolutely. X2, when he, yes. he played Night Nightcrawler in X2, which was just so far gone from anything that I even associate. Like, my, my association of Alan Cumming in the early days was, do you remember that TV show, The High Life? I do. I, mean, I, I love The High Life. Like, yeah. I could um, talk a lot about The High Life. I love it. <clears throat> yeah. May, well, if you want to do a summary of that one, because... Uh, I mean, uh, The High Life was just a, 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 a short-lived sitcom with him and Forbes Mason and um what, what do they call them like air stewards uh flight attendants flight attendants that's it um and i maybe one season and it's just very silly very kind of camp fun um early 90s uh, comedy but it has an incredible theme tune of we're living the high life we're living it well we're living it high i, I, I can't i'll i'll Drop it into the, Drop it the in. episode, episode Drop but it it's in. a phenomenal uh, theme tune as well. He's just, he's got ridiculous hair. He's very funny. Like I said, it's very kind of early 90s, excellent yeah. uh, little sitcom. Worth a yeah, so my, to find it. My, so my early memory of him is that. Mm. Uh, and then to see him in X2, I mean, obviously the whole thing is CGI and it's um, whatever in the opening scene, but I think X2 is still one of the best superhero movies. Oh, yeah. And I think the, the X-Men franchise was pretty pretty good and they, they've had a couple of absolute clunkers in there but i think x2 which also stars brian cox yeah yeah um, exactly so um, yeah just it's fantastic but so you know he's been in a bunch of other stuff obviously um one of his best roles for me is he plays uh this guy called eli gould who is like a fixer and campaign chief in the good wife which mm. as i say is a show that i came to very very late um he's utterly ruthless in it he's got this great look where it's like similar to the rock in wrestling where he just has to raise an eyebrow to know that you <laughs> upset him um he it's he that shows great great writing but i think he might arguably be the best part of it just because 
He's such a bastard in it. Um, I can see him playing an excellent bastard. Yeah, he's just this. He's just this utterly ruthless. Doesn't care about anything except uh, his candidate winning the campaign, which you know Ron DeSantis could probably need. Uh, am I am I right? <laughs> he could take a leaf out of that. Ron yeah. DeSantis. <laughs> Um, but anyway, now he's just kind of randomly popped up in this show, The Traitors, which is on Peacock. Uh, you, which it, you've missed. Sorry, I just need to interrupt because you've missed one of his other greatest performances. Spy, is it Spy Kids? No, it's Boris from Gold, Goldeneye. So, um, oh yes, yes, of course, Pierce Brosnan's like yes. first appearance as James Bond, and then uh, Alan Cumming is Boris, the like tech genius guy who okay uh, all i just remember is him like being very russian and geeky and just saying like, i am invincible and then oh, yeah was, like, oh gosh i forgot about comedy that comedy with him running around i, I don't i haven't yeah. seen golden nine so long but i just remember him yeah. in particular from it yeah well i look i confess this isn't a full biography yes, of everything I know, but, but I'm, I'm glad that you yeah. I'm glad you referenced that because I'd forgotten about that. So, um, yes, he's been in a ton of stuff. And, yes, as I say, he was in Spy Kids and <laughs> a whole bunch of other... I think he was in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, just oh, kind of yeah. random things like that. But, anyway, if you, if people haven't watched it, um, they should watch The Traitors on Peacock, uh, which you presumably all have Peacock subscriptions now after our <laughs> Castle for Christmas Um podcast uh who can't get out of it you might as well watch it which the show is filmed in Ardross castle in scotland um and the premise of it rory i don't know if you you've you've not seen it have you no 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 okay so he he the the premise of the show is like it's his castle in quotation marks and he's like the laird i guess but he's just the host of the show but he chews the scenery like nobody's business. I'm pretty sure the Scottish accent he's got on is even an affectation. <laughs> and he, <laughs> and this, the, the outfits that he wears are ludicrous. So he's fantastic in it. I, I actually find it bizarre that it's a show that it just contains like real housewives, big brother contestants, survivor contestants. And then I would say he's kind of A-list in. Yeah, absolutely. In, as, yeah. as an actor, or he was at the very least. Um, Anyway, but he's fantastic in it. And I just think he would be a, fant- a really, really good guest. But as I was kind of doing more uh, uh, research on him, this is all kind of well documented, but it's not something I knew. And it's, this is kind of depressing, but he's, he actually had a, he had a really difficult childhood. Um, mm. And he's been, he's been very vocal about it. He's opened up about it. He's written it in books. He's done interviews. He, he uh, was, was routinely abused by his father. Oof. And in an interview, uh, I think this was in 2022 with Desert Island Discs, he talked about the abuse that he'd received at the hands of his father, and he was very he you know he said that his mom was kind of trapped that she wasn't financially independent, so she kind of couldn't get away from him. Mm-hmm. And he actually says that kind of coping with the abuse kind of helped him uh, paving the way for his acting, but it was so bad that at times he thought he was going to die, uh, and he he just never knew when his dad was going to fly off the handle. And there was one particular thing where he said his dad, I guess, cause he was clearly showing signs of being gay at a young age mm-hmm. that his dad was kind of obsessed with his appearance or his hair. So whenever he got his hair cut, 
uh, that was a big deal. And he said that whenever he would go and get his hair cut as an adult, he would still vomit from the, the memory of it. Um, and I think quite an empowering thing for him was that he did an episode of Who Do You Think You Are? Uh, you know, the DNA show. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Who Do You Think You Are? Something like so. that. Like, um, yeah. yeah. And and he, he'd found out ahead of time that his dad had believed that he wasn't his biological son. Mm. And that was kind of his, I guess, his justification for abusing him, beating him up. But it, but he actually disproved that with a DNA test and he was his son. And there's some, the, the quotes here, really fantastic. Like he said, he says, he'd made it up. I eventually had this DNA test because I didn't believe him. And I had to then phone up my dad and tell him and disappoint him that I was his son. And the phone call ended and I knew he was dying. He had cancer. Uh, he, he continued, I told him I thought he was a coward because I'd been the one to go and find out the truth. And he'd used a fallacy that he'd believed as a justification to abuse me all these years. So I said all these things that I could possibly want to say to him. And I went to say, okay, I've got to go now. Take care. I will talk to you. And I went, no, I won't. I actually won't talk to you again, but take care. And that was the last time he ever spoke to him. And he said that after ending the call, he suddenly realized that he was wearing full drag because, <laughs> he, was in a, because he was in a costume for playing a transvestite um, on stage. And he said, it, it was just perfect. I thought if my father could see me right now, it would be his worst nightmare probably. Not anything I thought I would have to go through. Um, and it's just, I don't want to kind of bring the mood down or anything like no, that. But I nice. i was really quite astounded by that stuff. Um, just kind of hearing it and horrendous. And I, I, for him to kind of get through that and come through it with this A-list career where he's done just everything really. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all the way to X-Men. Uh, where you know bona fide action star, if what you if if you want to call it that, yeah. Because uh, I definitely see him as like a comedic actor with like yeah, with Nightcrawler thrown in as the action side of it. So I'm really interested in this Good Wife side of him, like the more dramatic stuff. He's great. He's fantastic in the Good Wife. I think he shows up in the second or third season and carries the show. But that, as far as I'm concerned, I it's so. Horrendous. Like that's just such a horrendous way to treat your child, like your kids. Yeah, it's just outrageous. Yeah. And it's hugely impressive that he was able to get through that. Yeah, exactly. And now he's clearly, I guess he's on the sort of back nine of his career now. But just to kind of get to go and do the traitors, which I, I honestly think you and Jane would love. You should check it out. Okay. It's very addictive. Um, and and who doesn't love that? Yeah, I. Who doesn't love Alan Cumming exactly? He's fanta- yeah. he's fantastic. Okay. Um, so yeah, he's my first guest. Obviously, I'd be like, listen, Alan, don't talk about your dad. Okay, <laughs> just just talk about X Men and the traitors. All right, and Goldeneye. I can't. Well, we we should invite him in. I can't believe you made him wait outside in, in uh, like in the doorway for the, that entire introduction. <laughs> or really, you Sorry, should Alan. have invited him in first. <laughs> so come in, take a seat, and you come out. Um, oh, what love one! <laughs> What's wrong uh, with your voice? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll wait. Wait. There's another knocking on the door. Oh, oh! I, I we should get it. Um, I'll open it. I'll I'll I'll. It seems like it's one of my guests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really didn't need to dress up, Mary. Mary, you didn't need to dress up. This is quite a <laughs> casual affair, but you look amazing. 
Uh, You're so agitated. <laughs> keep your head on. Uh, yeah, I, I decided, you, you said one living, one dead, so I decided to invite Mary, Queen of Scots. Like oh, I said, of course. I yeah. half-assed it. But the reason I did yeah. this is because I'm remembering back to your episode uh, that you did on her, and she genuinely sounds like she would be incredible on a night out. She was a good, a good champagne laugh. bath. She lived a life. I think she was young, fun, and and willing to like I like Alan Cumming and Mary Queen of Scots. That'd be a great night out. I'm almost certain Alan Cumming has played Mary Queen of Scots yes. in some sort yeah. of fringe festival show at some point. So, so yeah, I don't need to do too much of an introduction. I'm not going to give any real background. Um, again, go back and listen to that episode if you don't know anything about Mary Queen of Scots. But yeah, she was. Um, an incredible queen who was in prison. Just like Alan Cumming. Way. Uh, <laughs> she she grew up in. Well, she spent a lot of time in France, where she had champagne baths, I believe, um, and then was imprisoned until she was beheaded by her cousin. Cousin, yeah, Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth, yep. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that's the one I would kind of. Uh, zombify in order to invite her to our burn supper. I I thought that um, as my dad guest, I would invite Bonnie Prince Charlie just to annoy you. Yes, just so that, a, a, but <laughs> just so to see you stewing and the the side like he's just a fancy man, just just one too many whiskeys into it, and then eventually <laughs> calling him out on his bullshit. Increasingly, he did nothing for Scotland. You did nothing. <laughs> you don't deserve the statues. Your your best battles are all defeats, you prick. You're not even that bunny. <laughs> anyway, so Mary's got that covered. Good on you, Mary. Yes. Um, glad that we could be of service. Oh, uh, there's just somebody make sure right you... behind her, actually. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a third guest right there. Who's, who's that, Chris? Oh, well, uh, I'm, this is going to blow your socks off, Roy, because I found out about this person earlier today uh, when I was looking for just kind of random dead Scottish people. <laughs> have you ever have you ever heard of Mary Somerville? No, I haven't. No, I okay. saw you, you did send me so that we didn't we didn't invite the same yeah. guest and I never yeah. heard this name. Yeah. So this person I and I checked she is Scottish. This isn't a Darwin situation. OK, <laughs> Um So, in 1834, this woman, Mary Somerville, became the first person to be described in print as a scientist. What? Really? So, yeah, apparently, I mean, I get, obviously scientists existed, but Uh I think just, I guess maybe she was a celebrity scientist or something like that. Um, In 1835, uh, she was elected as the first female honorary member, uh, What? sorry, along with another female scientist called Caroline Herschel. As the first female honorary member of the Royal Astronomical Society. When she died, this is a fantastic, fantastic entry in her obituary. The Morning Post said, Whatever difficulty we might experience in the middle of the 19th century in choosing a king of science, there could be no question whatever as to the queen of science. She's the Mm. queen of science, Rory. That's bananas. So... This woman, uh, Mary Somerville, uh, she was born in 1780 in uh, Jedburgh, mm. and being a woman at the time, and obviously having a, a brain a quarter the size of a of a of a male, as yeah. is science, science. is, yeah. I think that's been 
No, I'm, it's, it's not. Proven. It's I not, believe it's yeah. It's not yeah. proven. It's not proven. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like that. What's the Borat Borat quote? It's like they say that the um, <laughs> a woman with a brain is like a horse with wings. <laughs> we don't endorse that. Okay, <laughs> that is not true. No. Um, Horses anyway. don't have wings, obviously. <laughs> Lim- she had a limited formal education, as you would at the time, being a woman. Uh, uh, but she managed to kind of educate herself mm. from her fam- uh, family's extensive library. And then she also, from her husband, she married somebody called Captain James Gregg. And she delved into scientific papers and mastered complex concepts on her own and started writing her own scientific papers uh, one of which was called On the Magnetizing Power of the More Refrangible Solar Rays. Ooh. I've not read it. I I wouldn't ask her to recite it at the Burns Supper, but, well, you know, she, she was clear... Like spark notes, the cliff notes. Yeah, she was clearly a trailblazer. Uh, her scientific acumen shone very brightly. She, she was published in books. Uh, she was, as I said, she was known as the Queen of Science, and this is kind of one of her coolest things. You know how we say Scotland invented everything? Mm. Well, her 1848 book, uh, Physical Geography, became a standard textbook, influenced generations of scientists with its comp- comprehensive exploration of Earth's diverse landscapes and natural phenomena. And her keen observations and meticulous calculations played a crucial role in the discovery of Neptune, the planet Neptune, in 1846. So there's a Frenchman called Urbain Le Verrier, uh, who is officially... pronunciation. Thank you. He's officially credited with the discovery of Neptune, but Mary's independent calculations based on... Well, this is... uh, She she found a discrepancy in Uranus. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Haven't we all? Yeah, uh, she found a discrepancy in Uranus's orbit, which mirrored his findings, and the independent confirmation communicated to astronomers ultimately led to Neptune's observation uh, by somebody called Johann Galley. So I think we can claim that Scotland invented the planet Neptune. Neptune, yeah, uh, I, yeah. yeah, solid. I I can't see a flaw in your logic. So agreed. yeah. So, yeah, I think um, getting Mary on board and, you know, being the, the queen of science, which I I really do question the Scottish education system. This is the first time I've ever heard of this person. We've got Mary, queen of Scots, Mary, queen of science. Like, this party is banging. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I honestly, it's a very good point, though. Like, why have we never heard of her? Or, or if we have heard, like, I know vividly, I remember learning about Marie Curie but if we had like the Scottish equivalent the literal queen of science why weren't we learning about her in school that's insane I don't know maybe I would have done science yeah uh, I was I wouldn't have done science no I I know you're pretty stupid yeah you have Um, other skills you have other skills liberal arts you know (laughs) yeah you know words well um, uh, oh wait, hang on. What's that at the door? Is that another guest? Oh, it might be. This is good. We've got some comic relief. Don't worry. It's my jet. Somebody who I genuinely would just love to have a dinner with. It's just Billy Connolly. It's Billy Connolly uh, again. I see you've. I see you've done guests. Another, two guests that we've done episodes. I, I, I know. I did. I went through. You the really list. are phoning this one in, aren't you? I went through the list of like the different people that we haven't spoken about before, 
And I then I stopped and went, okay, genuinely, who would I want to have burger supper with? Um, and so Mary Queen of Scots, because I think she's fascinating and a lot of fun. And Billy Connolly, he would just be hilarious. He, if you ever get a chance, go back and listen to the stand-up where he talks about being at a Christmas dinner. It's incredibly funny. Um, and yeah, I just think if there's anybody I would want, any Scottish person I would want to spend some time with, get to know, get to have a drink with, it would be Billy Connolly. So that's it. I mean, I can't really argue with that. He's right. he, he he's fantastic. Yeah, he's again top ten British uh, Scottish actors. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, easily our best stand up comedian. Arguably one of the best stand up comedians of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Simple. I mean, I think it's Jobs pretty good. Even. Pretty good uh, dinner party for sure. Um, did you think about any entertainment? for said dinner party uh in terms of music music well i have before we get into music i have to entertain you and the guests i do have some trivia about robert burns um Mm -hmm. some of them some of we talked about um in the episode where we went into his life a little bit more the fact that he had like 12 children by four different women um, mm. the, the his youngest child being born on his funeral, the day of his funeral. Um, so he was shagging right up until the very end. Um, and I think we also mentioned that he has the like third most statues in the world. Yes, um, yeah. behind Queen Victoria and Columbus. Um, so again, incredibly impressive. Um. The fact that Auld Lang Syne is the third most popular song ever uh, behind Happy Birthday and for He's a Jolly Good Fellow, um, I think also... How do you sense. how do you quantify that? I mean, is it, is it, is it Spotify downloads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably... Uh, it's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably like Radio Plays, Spotify... Like all, that, I don't know if ha- Happy Birthday and Freeze Jolly like, Fellow is going to How often does after this Happy Birthday get played yeah, on I don't Spotify? Know. Let's not dig into it too much. Let's it's just actually uh, Rihanna Umbrella <laughs> is number <laughs> two. Yeah. Um, this one I didn't know, and I'm very very intrigued into it. Uh, intrigued by it. Uh, apparently, singer Michael Jackson was a huge Robbie Burns fan. Um, so much so that he recorded... You didn't have to qualify. You didn't have to qualify that with singer Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, it's the way you said it, like noted uh, NBA basketball player Michael Jordan, <laughs> entrepreneur and businessman Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> for, for, for those that don't know, that was a meme that was going around uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, look. Look it up for context. Um, but yeah, yes, uh, pop sensation Michael Jackson was a huge <laughs> fan of Robert Burns. He recorded, uh, he t- so much so that he recorded an album with David Guest setting the Bard's po- poems to music, but it's never been wow. released. And I Are was, you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I was digging around, and apparently David Guest has these songs, but it's never been released. Nobody's ever heard them. It's it's hmm. getting to that point of like, is this um, just folklore? Do they actually exist? 
or are they terrible and so that's why they're not re- not being released or is David Guest waiting for like the opportune moment to sell them who who knows if 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 Johnny was here right now I would demand that he fired up that AI music yes. machine that he's got uh, to do a Burns poem in the style of Michael Jackson <laughs> to a mouse in the style of Michael Jackson yeah um <laughs> The uh, but there is the, the claim is that Michael Jackson's thriller song was inspired by Burns's Tamashanter poem. Oh, I think I've heard that before randomly, yeah. Um, but I mean, it oh, sounds tenuous, yes, it sounds very, it sounds tenuous. very, very tenuous. Um, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah, it was just a surprising one, like I said, I've been. I did some quick Googling before we came on just to find out if they're available. Unfortunately, you can't get a hold of these songs, but when they do, that'd be amazing. That is um, a bummer. And then the the last one I'll leave you with is that just... This. <laughs> so apparently Burns, and I think, we, again, we talked about this in our episode, was that he wasn't really recognized in Scotland for a long time. He was getting like a bit older before people finally kind of appreciated his poetry and his songs um, in his lifetime. And he was so unhappy with his situation that um, he was on the verge of emigrating to Jamaica. Um, Mm. And, you know, it's quite around that time, there was a lot of people that were kind of going over to the Caribbean islands, the Jamaican islands and all that type of stuff. But um, yeah, I just think it would be kind of fascinating to hear sort of like either Burns inspired reggae or reggae inspired <laughs> Burns. <laughs> like, I'm also now thinking of Robert Burns uh, being on the the ships that did the Darien project and oh, just yeah. just yeah. him trying to keep morale up with the poetry and be like, <laughs> no, no, Rob, Rob, just give a fucking rest, okay? Yeah, all, all I want is a glass of clean water. So I just I want to eat anything just... other than a dead rat. No, I, I don't, don't give. give I don't give a shit about a louse. Okay, <laughs> I have, I have lice. I have lice. I get it. Son of a bitch. Ah, uh, I know. Um, so yeah, those are a couple of little facts. The Michael Jackson one, I think, was fascinating. That is a good um, fact. Yeah. So yeah, I think the song. Again, I was trying to think about what songs we could play during the dinner. Um, and I went for, I, I've gone for something a little bit different. Um, but I was considering just doing the Bonnie, Bonnie Banks of Loch Lomond mainly because I don't know if you've watched it yet, but Netflix has just released a TV show, a documentary all about last year's six nations. And oh, I've seen clips on it. Yeah. Um, and it, and I, I, I'm in. I mean, the, it's it's brilliant. The first episode is all about Scotland beating England uh, in the opening match, and it's just it's spectacular. Uh, very, and it's it's one with like Duhan's spectacular try and all that type of stuff. But in the changing rooms, they're like, you know, we used to sing songs when we played rugby, and we all had like kind of stupid songs that we sing. Their song is Loch Lomond, so mm-hmm. it is like, oh, okay, boys, I think it's time. Like after they beat England, I think it's time for a song, and it's Jamie Ritchie going like. On the bunny, bunny banks of Loch Lomond. It's very, very strange, but it's got me okay. in the mood for that song. Um, yeah, and also good song. Run Rig do that incredible uh, mm-hmm. cover of it as well. 
So yeah, yeah I would which do... we've which we've also covered in a previous yes, episode. I'm not yeah. going to get into that. This is like a clip it. show, Jesus. Christ. I know it is, but that's why I decided I was I was looking at other Scottish bands, and there's a few that there's some obviously cracking tunes out there, but I wanted to go for something a little bit more contemporary. Um, Johnny and right. I went, actually went and saw this band. They're called Churches in New York uh, last year, and they're a Scottish synth pop band um, okay and the song i guess i'll choose is i think the one the only one that i really remember from from seeing them live is the mother we share um and i'll drop in i'll drop it into this episode so you can have a bit of a listen to it but uh it's a bit you know poppy and upbeat for a dinner party but it's it's a good song and well i mean it's good to set that mood early on yeah. while everybody's kind of excited and you know, there's a time and a place for everything. It's it's a young hit band as well, so I figured. <laughs> About time, you know, people knew about the other than like the Proclaimers and Runrig, they should know about other bands. Well, my song for the dinner party is by the Proclaimers. <laughs> uh, <and it's>, uh, <laughs> no, I um, I, I I decided to go with uh, a song called "This Is Life" by Amy McDonald, mm. <clears throat> who's I think a relatively successful artist, and uh, "This Is the Life" is I think one of her. Most, I think it might be her most successful single. It's certainly one of the two most uh, downloaded on on Spotify. This was released in two thousand and seven. It's uh, you know, it's kind of upbeat, but at the same time, it's quite melancholy. Uh, and I think it would be a good sort of main course song in the background. Mm. I I looked up a little bit of background about it. It's not that exciting. It's just a song basically about her going out on the piss in Glasgow and if what is Burns Night if not just going out getting drunk in Glasgow um even apparently the video which I have not seen is her and her friends going out getting drunk in Glasgow um but if you're I'm Rory can hopefully drop a little bit in yeah here But there is, uh, it's been in several TV shows over here. Apparently it was in Grey's Anatomy and the Vampire Diaries and things like that. So yeah, it's, um, she's not someone that I listen to too often, but there's a couple of, she's got a couple of good ones. And funnily enough, when I was listening to it on the way home today, they're the third or fourth most uh, popular download of her catalog is this song, but the sped up version. <laughs> which, really? and I don't know if it's her that released it or if it's just a remix but it's just like that song on 1.5 speed and I was like oh those ones were pretty good <laughs> oh, 
no, it's not bad. So, did she? Yeah. Did she ever break it over here? Did she make it over in America? Yeah, I think she. Well, I don't think fully. I think it's. I think she did with that song, and and there's one other one. Um, the name escapes me right now, but uh, you know, it, I think when they pop up in TV shows now, it's, I think yeah. it's kind of yeah. easier for those songs to get into the zeitgeist over here. But you got no idea who they are. Right. There's so many TV shows now and and such. But uh, you know, she's not someone that I kind of look and see if she's going to be touring or anything like that. You're not closely I, following her career. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a McDonaldite in the way that I'm right. a ton- Tunstall head. You know. Head, you know. Yes. You, you, yeah. me, me and Katie just go way, way, way back. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... I like yeah. it. I'd say I'd say churches is something that you play, like the end of pudding into coffee course. A kind of like, oh, okay, quite. Oh, oh I, I see where we're going here. I see what's happening. <laughs> Just to get a little bit of energy up, get help the digestion. Do you think? Uh, you think churches would be something that coming in Mary Queen of Scots would be dancing to right now? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Okay. Very much. Yeah. 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 Um, um. Okay. So we've got our music. Well, we've got our guests. We've got our music. Yeah. What are we serving? Well, do do you have a main course? Because I I chose a dessert. I do have a main course. And okay, look, I've gone traditional. I've gone classic. I guess need some haggis. Mm-hmm. And look, I love haggis. It gets. I know it's a, a stereotype of Scottish people. Um, there's a lot of people that dislike it. Um, I, again, I th- we think we've probably spoken about them in various episodes, whether we like haggis or whatever. I don't. What's your take on it? Pro, pro, very right? pro. Yeah. And there's a few people that just are kind of turned off by what goes into it. Um, but it's very. It's a bit spicy, it's very filling, it's a hearty meal. It's one of those meals that like you just eat it and you it it's probably not healthy, but it feels healthy and is just one of those ones like, <laughs> oh I know I feel just ate something. It doesn't feel healthy at all. I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than a haggis that you've caught yourself. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yes. When you've worked up the sweat and burnt off the calories to then yeah. replenish that with eating like skinning, prepping the haggis, yeah. yes, yes, uh, dressing the haggis, yeah, yeah of course, um, yeah. So absolutely. yeah, I went for basics. Uh, I there's not much deviation with the burn supper, is no, there? It's like no. you're kind of you are boxed in. So yeah, <laughs> it's like there's only really one answer for the main course. But it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like it's delicious. No, I know. The only problem is I, I we, think we can't get it over here. I think there's a misconception that amongst Americans that. Scottish people just eat haggis all the time. Yes. And it's really only twice a year, if that, that you eat it. It's kind of like Thanksgiving turkey. Like nobody actually eats turkey the rest of the year. Yes. It's very, very similar. Yeah. So, um, and I I will say, I got to give a shout out to, uh, I've had haggis pizza before, which was very good. Yeah. Um, But it's kind of like you have it in little bits like it's like little pepperoni or or something like that and, uh haggis um, supper from the chippies very good as well uh yeah, yeah yeah so yeah people shouldn't be scared of it. it it tastes fine it doesn't taste any worse than any of the other abominational abominations that are out there yeah 
Um, I got a, I, I got the dessert, and I've served you this before, but I think I busted it when I was, yeah. <laughs> when I tried. Um, this was something that I'd not heard of, weirdly, until we moved over here, and it's called Krenakin. Um, and I think I got very overambitious with that meal, and I know I botched the haggis. It took forever. To, <laughs> <laughs> it took forever. And the Krenakin, look, I'm not a chef. I just, I thought I'd go for it. I, I, I just aimed aim for the top and I can get it. But if you guys out there don't know what I'm talking about, and hopefully you do, it's uh Krenakin is this uh dessert that is apparently referred to as the king of Scottish desserts. So we've got the Queen of Science and the King of Scottish Desserts. Wow. And it's basically a kind of pie that is combined with toasted oats, whipped cream, fresh raspberries and whiskey. I think you can do a non-alcoholic version with with honey. Um, apparently, it is believed to have originated from the Highlands, possibly as a way to use up leftover oats and cream. And the name Cranachan comes from the Gaelic word cran, meaning uh, tree or branch. And this likely refers to the way that the oats are toasted on a griddle over an open fire. Mm. Um, so, like most desserts out there, I would just say have it, but just put shit tons of cream on it or yeah. ice cream and it just makes everything taste good. I mean, we um, got strawberry jam. Get a little bit of a buzz with the whiskey. I, yeah. I, you know, even I'll, even I'll say the whiskey's fine in the Kronaken. <laughs> so if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's worth it. It's good. Easy, delicious. Yeah, agrees. Se- seven out of ten, you know. So um, you blow yourself <laughs> up, but it's fine. <laughs> and what are, we, what are we drinking with it? Oh well, we've well, had, we talked we've about that drinks. already. We've got, we've got the drinks. drinking, yeah. yeah. I think the other thing we'd, that I I asked for you, and I I don't know if you looked it up, was it once you know the drinking, all the food's been had, and all the stories have been told. Do you have a specific Kaylee song that you would dance to? I I do. I have the the song, the Kaylee song that I find like the Scottish country song that I find myself literally singing to myself every so often is Mary's Wedding. Um, hmm. do, you, do you know step? We gaily on we go, heel foot heel and toe foot toe, arm and arm and roll. No, and could roll, you sing? Could you sing the whole thing? I don't remember the words. But, keep, um, keep going, keep going. I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting it. <laughs> It's uh it's it's a great wee song, very, very catchy, very simple. Um originally written by John Bannerman, who was from US, moved to Glasgow. Um his son became a Scottish international rugby player. Um and also yeah. like uh I think like Lib Dem politician or something like that. Um, okay. His son like his okay. his dad made this incredibly famous you know, Scottish country song, and then his son became a very famous rugby player and politician. Um, There's some grandson there that's a complete nepo baby, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> yeah, just living off of off of that song. <laughs> uh, the main problem with the song, uh, it's called Mary's Wedding. It's very good. Uh, I kept on trying to find a cover of it, or, or like people singing it online, 
And all I kept on finding was Irish band singing. It was like, this is this is a Scottish song. I'm not having any of this shit where the Irish try and claim something that is ours for themselves. Um, yeah, I I agree. Yeah. But then I remembered it goes by another name, which is the Lewis Bridal song. Okay. Um, I don't wait, know. Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah. I Those guys? Know, I don't know why he would name it after the monsters that live on that island off the coast of Scotland. <laughs> Those- those guys are savages. Absolutely. <laughs> Heathens. Uh, I just, I don't know why he would do that. But um, yes. Jesus. Uh, wow. So if you want to find like the, the, the band, the chorus, <clears throat> we may have mentioned at some point in the past, um, did a very good cover of it. And I'll, I'll drop that in now. But um, that's the kind of, that's the Kaylee song. Very simple. Uh, love the little song. Big, okay. big wedding Kaylee song. Obviously. Okay. I'm. Um, I look. I. I'm pretty sure. I, if you could just sing it again for me, I think I might be able to. wedding. You remember that? No, I'm not. I'm not good at no. No. <laughs> um. I. 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 I need to kind of uh, set the scene a little bit with. We may have mentioned this before when talking about Kaylee's in the past on on this podcast, but. It's seared into my brains of when you, me, and Johnny were at school that every year uh, bef- we would have a Christmas dance and for about the, f- the month before uh, our PE lessons, rather than doing dodgeball or gymnastics or whatever, mm. we would learn these Scottish dances. So I will forever associate it with that of the awkwardness of being a 13 year old boy and having it's like all right boys you choose the girls to dance with me would you like to dance with me uh no that would be awesome we watched uh, um we rewatched the harry potter movies over christmas as one does and i had completely forgotten there's an excellent scene representing that awkwardness perfectly uh the it's the uh, Triwizard Tournament and during mm-hmm. the, the Triwizard Tournament they have a big ball and everybody gets dressed up and they dance and all that type of stuff so before it they have lessons on how to dance and there's a scene with um, McGonagall uh, get, making Ron Weasley dance with her um, and <laughs> teaching him the dances and it's just yeah. completely irrelevant scene but just it's I think put in there just for that um nostalgia of the awkwardness of being yeah. in your PE class and having to dance with your PE teacher or the girls that you fancy. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Uh, absolutely. Or oftentimes when maybe the, the, the boys outnumbered the girls or vice versa, <laughs> yes. you'd have to either stand at the side or dance with another boy. <laughs> um, not that there's anything wrong with that. All right. But uh, at that time it was yeah. very sort of, Oh God! Um. Anyway, the the dance I I came I thought about was the strip the willow, uh, which I always remember being the kind of one of the more energetic. Can we? Dances. Sorry, before you get into this, because now I'm remembering. I won't mention names. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Let's just call him Tony. <laughs> so there is there is uh is it, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so the, the setup, gym PE uh, would be you would go in and you would get into your PE outfits and then you go and like do gymnastics or dodgeball or whatever. 
uh, for the dancing lessons, you would just wear your school trousers, your normal school trousers, your your tra- you would change into your trainers, your sneakers, and you would take off your tie. So you'd have like an unbuttoned shirt. Um, yeah. So tie off, everything else was normal, and then you change into your trainers. And there was this moment, this one time that lives in his in infamy in our school, where we were all sitting. The teacher, it was boys and girls. Everybody was there, and everybody was sitting. And the teacher was telling us like what the plan was for the lesson. And then Tony, who had, I think he'd forgotten his peak. Whatever we, I don't I don't recall. Whatever was exactly. going through his head, he bursts in and sits down in the middle of this group with all the other boys and girls in his year, but he is only wearing trainers and a shirt and, <laughs> and underpants, his underpants. Yeah. And nothing else. So he was yeah. bottom half naked except for his underpants, uh, sitting mm-hmm. amongst the rest of the boys and girls in his, Truly extraordinary in his stuff. And then Sits there for a good like thirty seconds of everybody kind of going, "What the fuck's up with Tony? What's Tony doing? What's going on?" And then him going, ah! and just running out yep. of the room. Yeah, it was the entire year. It, it was the was entire school year that saw it. Awful, extraordinary stuff. Like, and he's the first minister of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not. It's, it's he's not. not. He's not. He's not. It's not him. Wasn't his year. It's not I yeah. still to this day don't know what was going through his head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was extraordinary stuff, and it will live live on forever. Yeah. Uh, could do a whole wow. podcast on on good old Tony. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the 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 strip <laughs> the strip the willow. Now, unfortunately, Talking of stripping down to your <laughs> <laughs> saw his willow that day. Um, the <laughs> this is an eight person dance, so unfortunately, yeah. we only have six right now for our Ooh. dinner party. So. We're either going to have to go get two people off the street or we're going to just have to text Johnny and say what two guests would he have. Um, and, you know, I assume it would just be like his his uncle uh, and one of the proclaimers, probably. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, or, we, you know, Charles Rennie McIntosh because he designed that school that he went to. That cafe and, that didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, um, in the West End. Yeah. Um, Let's just invite so. the the weird neighbors that we don't like. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's invite yep. them around. Excellent. So, Strip Willow is uh, basically. Uh, you can finally, talk to him about that tree that just keeps him like overhanging into our garden. <laughs> With just... the willow tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, I'm. There's no point in me even kind of describing it. It's very silly. You're basically in a line. The boys are on one side. The girls are on the other side. And it's kind of a country dance where it's a progressive dance where they you kind of spin around your partner at the top, then you go back and forth, and then you sort of link arms with people, go round and round. I assume it's kind of like a sort of barn dance type thing. Mm. Um, it is super fun, especially when you're about 15 and you're trying to spin your partner around as fast as possible. Um, can't recommend it highly enough. It's just there's fantastic dance. an awful representation of it actually in a castle for christmas is that the one that we just watched the castle for christmas yeah 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 in the party that they have at the end they're doing some bastardized version of the script of willow remember oh i was i was so 
mesmerized by the giant novelty check at that point that I wasn't <laughs> even paying attention. Yeah, that's what they were doing. So, again, if you want a bad version of things, watch that film. Um, yeah. Strip the Hole is a lot of fun because it's you dance with everybody. The this, this stripping part of it is you go down and you, you link arms with everybody. It's very communal. It's exhausting because um, you're takes about It takes about 15 minutes. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, uh, it's a good time. Yeah. Good time. Um, um so yeah that i think that's uh that's more or less our dinner party um i i don't think we need to get into sort of reciting burns poetry or anything like that but i did actually have a, a tip from josh emailed us mm. and and i know we haven't talked about him i know we haven't talked about him at all but he sent us a, a video message on ideas for burns night okay uh, and how to make it better and how to compete with the Irish, is, uh, particularly. Okay. Um, he's actually he sent us two here, so, so I apologize. Does he, if is, I... does he see it as like um, St. Paddy's Day versus Burns Night? Is that what, how he's looking at it? <sighs> a little bit. I think it's partly because we have criticized the Irish so much over the year, years that we've done this that he's probably trying to curry favor a little bit. But um, okay. I, 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 I can, he sent two audio messages so i'm whichever one i play will be the wrong one i'll just say that but i I, (laughs) anyway he's got ideas so i want you to kind of hear what he's got to say uh and if you agree with them or not hey guys it's josh uh i had a few ideas that i thought really might help burns night kind of uh compete with saint patrick's day i was gonna run them by you see what you thought uh first of all i guess it's in the name you know you got burns night versus saint patrick's day not really giving people enough time to do stupid shit so maybe change it to burns day um interesting secondly i guess you know they've got like the the guinness and the green beer maybe change that to like a shot of whiskey and tenants or like blue beer i guess i don't know um Mm. then you've also got like the kiss me i'm irish shirts which is off-putting i don't know you i don't want to i don't want to kiss you that's quit being a creep yeah. But maybe you can have a shirt that it says, like, it says, uh, uh, trust me, you don't want a Scottish kiss. And then on the back, it says, like, you know, maybe I'm just going to headbutt you. That's what that means. And then uh, that's, that's, there's another thing, long, like the, the pinching, if you're not wearing green, which also, don't touch me. That's not right. <laughs> but maybe what we could do instead is, um, you know, if you're not wearing tartan or something like that. Uh, I don't know if you know what a corn dog is. But it's like when you walk up behind somebody and you knee them in the butthole. <laughs> uh, the way it, it kind of looks when you do it, like they're leaning forward, your legs coming out, it almost kind of looks like the uh, like the, the, the cross on the saltire, the St. Andrew's cross. And I thought it could have like a cool name, like, you know, um, St. Andrew's crossing them or giving them the saltire, something like that. There are some more ideas, but that's all I had. That was just a start. You know, I thought maybe I'd run those past to see what you thought. All right, man. Y'all take it easy. Bye. Um, so that goes on for another 45 minutes. Uh, I mean, they're not terrible ideas. I just like the idea of him role-playing an idea of, like, some drunk Irish person coming up to give him a hug and be like, no, don't touch me. I want nothing. No, no, no. Um, I also would not advocate doing anything with a corn dog i mean you're just asking what for trouble it? there putting a corn dog dog up somebody's butthole i i i don't want to do that That's no insanitary. no 
Yeah, I think. Um, did you notice that he sounded an awful lot like Robert Burns in that original recording that I've got? Do you think they're related? Like he's a distant relative. I d- I don't know. I'd have to. Or is have Josh? To who do you think you are? Is Josh putting on? Is he doing an impersonation of Robert Burns as part of his whole thing uh, about like? <sighs> You know the message you just left. He thought it'd be fun to do an impersonation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old timey Scottish accent. It's entirely possible, Rory. I haven't really thought about it, but it it could be. He he could be a relative. When you're interacting with an intellect like Josh's, um, (laughs) it's like he's playing a whole different game than us. Like we're we've. We are playing 2D chess. We've watched 3D chess on TV. Josh is inventing another game, which yeah. uh, he's making up the names for. It has different characters. Uh, he's painting the figurines for it. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. how how are we even... We can't conceive of the, the level that he's thinking. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. I think that's... Uh, yeah, he's it's kind of... If you would meet an alien life form and they're just yes. so far advanced, right? That exactly, it's like that. Um, but look, I think there's some ideas in there. I, cer- I certainly think it's a great idea to take it to the Irish and uh, really put them <laughs> in their place. And look, if, if a couple of corn dogs need to get broken in order to make that happen, <laughs> and then so be it. But uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm up for it. Like I like. I think the best idea was the first idea, which is just turn it into Burns Day. Make it a day as opposed yeah. to a night. Yes, I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe we can pitch that to like the Washington, D.C. Burn Society next year or something. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Um, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I I don't really have anything else. I've got a poem. I could read a couple of verses. I wanna, let's hear it. Let's um, hear it. You've got a lovely voice. The, the only... I've no, never actually read this one the only reason i pulled it up was because i didn't know it it, it existed um okay. apparently robert burns um he has obviously uh address to the lassies address to the haggis he has two amounts two lies did you know he had address to the toothache mm. sure um yeah. and i'm this isn't a joke this isn't a bit he's genuinely written a poem about toothache and there's as with all Burns poems, there's too many verses, so I'll just read like a couple of them. Um, I'm starting so to think that Robert Burns is quite formulaic. He, I, I also wonder. I don't overrated. know. Overrated. <laughs> overrated. We're calling him out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my curse upon your venom stang that shoots my tortured gums alang. And throw my luggies money a twang with gnawing vengeance. Tear my nerves with bitter pang like reeking engines. When fever burns or argue freezes, rheumatic gnaw or colic squeezes. My neighbour sympathy can eases with pity and moan. But thee, thou hell of diseases, I mocks or groan. And I'll skip to the last verse. O thou grim, <laughs> mischievous, making chill that gars the notes of discord squeal. Till daft mankind aft dance a reel, ill gore a shoothick. Gee a face of Scotland wheel, a town man's toothache. That was very good. 
Um, Very good. I've never read that out loud, so I've definitely mispronounced a number. No, I think of those, you did a nice job there. Those words, but yeah, That's excellent. I just Very thought good. it was interesting. Uh, he he just, I guess, write what you know. That's what they say, and he probably just one day was like, "I've got to think. I guess I'll write a poem about it." Get my pen. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, look, um, it's getting late, so yeah. Can how do we politely uh, return Mary and Mary to the dead? Well, look, Mary, Mary's upstairs, passed out in the bath of wine. Uh, uh, Mary, the scientist, is out back trying to find Uranus and my anus. Uh, <laughs> so we can just lock her out. She doesn't have uh, any corn dogs, does she? <laughs> Not yet, but. I guess Alan, Luke, man, you're great. Can you just do a night crawler and disappear? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and Billy, you can stay. We love yeah. you. Yeah, Billy, yeah. Billy can stay the night. You can get on the sofa. Yeah. All right. Well, look, this was lovely. It's a lovely little Burns night to spend with you, Chris. It's a shame Johnny wasn't here, but in many ways it was better. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> with that, this will do, lads. This will do nicely. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and write a quick review on whichever podcasting app you're using. It really does help us out. We'd love to hear from you either via our email, thistledonicelypod at gmail.com or via facebook.com slash thistledopod or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thistledopod. You can also visit our website, thistledonicelypod.com. All original music in this podcast is written and performed by our very own Johnny Naismith. Please like and subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow him on Instagram at J-A-W underscore K-N-E-E underscore. Love, hugs, and kisses from the Thistle Do Nicely pod. Oh, is it recording? Are you recording? You are recording. Yeah, I'm recording. I just tested. Fantastico. Fantastico. Buongiorno. Jane was showing me a video of a cat that says buongiorno. It was pretty funny. (laughs) <laughs> just this Italian lady walking down the street and then she says buongiorno to a cat and the cat goes <laughs> it's very very silly anyway <laughs> <laughs>